It is Nikki Collins' weekly appearance on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, and uh, uh, the uh, Baylor women uh, returning. And, and before we uh, get into the game the other day, the overtime loss uh, to Michigan, Coach, uh, some breaking news this morning that your next game, which I believe was December 29th, has been canceled due to COVID. Now, it appears to be, obviously, uh, with Houston Baptist, uh, maybe some COVID issues in, in that particular program. Um, what? Uh, <laughs> I, I guess you just got in from recruiting. You get this news, and now you got to find a replacement game. How is that process going? Yeah, we've got uh, a couple potential options at this point. Um, you know, I, I think we're just going to see uh, more and more of this, honestly. Like, I, I just I firmly believe I, I retweeted you know, something that Howard Medgill had shared that Jeff Walls had said, but like, how, how can you start to penalize teams that are, that are going to get COVID and they've, they've been vaccinated. Like there's really no control. Um, and so, you know, I know like going into big 12 play, if you don't have enough play, um, it's a forfeit now, but I think, you know, in the midst of, of the new variant and the likelihood that vaccinated, unvaccinated, everyone, you know, this is going to sweep through, um, you know, I just, I think there needs to be this. This is something that's going to have to be looked at again because teams and, and humans aren't going to have control of of getting and not getting this. So, um, so I think we're going to see more and more of this. Um, we we've got a potential, a couple of potential options for replacing it, um, but it's likely that you know hit our program as well. I mean, we were down a player at Michigan, and and lucky that that was you know we were just in a, a one person situation. Yeah, I, I was curious. In the NFL, it, the one thing about the difference between an unvaccinated and a vaccinated player is a vaccinated player who gets it can get back a lot quicker because you just have to have the two tests, uh, the two negatives. And so you can see somebody get it, you know, like on a Tuesday and almost be back by a Sunday. Or I said get it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, test positive right. for it. Uh, do you, as you understand y'all's protocol, is it similar? Can a vaccinated player uh, return much quicker? quicker than an unvaccinated player not necessarily no i think once once in our protocol i i i believe once you test positive you go through the same you know kind of isolation perspective um you know because you you still you still have the virus you know regardless um so you know and obviously you know we're we'll always be ultra careful and make sure there are no heart issues make sure you know so you know, at, at this point, to me, I think return to play, um, you know, is is it, it takes about two weeks, you know, and that's assuming you you're not super symptomatic, you know, and you can get kind of a, a return to play where, you know, you get through the isolation, you then get through kind of the testing to make sure that there, there are no significant issues as you raise your heart rate, um, mm -hmm. all all of that. So, um, you know, we're we're working, you know, quite frankly, I know they're 18 years old and adults, but you know, there's still different liability and responsibility that I think we take on in college sports. So, um, no, I, I'm I'm not aware. I mean, certainly you can maybe try to test someone, but, you know, it, what if you're not negative after five days? <laughs> you know, if yeah, you tested positive, yeah. there's no reason to know whether you're going to test negative in five days or 15 days, you know, technically. Yeah. so. Yeah. I mean, they should just, it seems like to me, the logical thing would be, though, if they were vaccinated, that they could do, they could test them quickly and um, and back to back days. But like you say, this may be kind of the, uh, the the new world we're living in under sort of the old protocols that they had, and so that'll be interesting. And I, I would say, not to belabor the point, but I mean, you know, we've talked about how for games, 
the, your points, the way you, the, the minutes you divvy up, you know, works out pretty well. You've got a strong, you know, pretty much uh, top seven players that you use. And so, it, you know, the lack of depth doesn't really seem to be a huge issue for, for you guys. But the COVID makes it a different conversation, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. When you talk about the wrong players, you know, like, yeah, um, yeah. you know, and, and I think it would be that way for anyone. I mean, there's very few teams that can take, you know, significant hits and, and really be the same, um, same team. Um, and, and, you know, I think it's going to be, you know, there, there's, there's going to be a process hopefully over a time where we realize that, you know, maybe we can hopefully get COVID to the point where enough people are vaccinated from serious illness and, and death that it, it becomes the flu, you know, no one was ever shut down for 10 days for the flu, you know, it it just, you know, if you were, if you felt well enough to play, you played. And if you didn't, you you didn't. And certainly the flu was, wasn't always has been contagious. Um, But you just kind of knew your team was going to all kind of get it about the same time. And and you hope that they got over it quickly. And so, you know, I'm not suggesting that that's where the medical profession is at or telling anyone that, knows a heck of a lot more about medicine than I do about it. Um, I think it's serious. I think we're still learning about it. But, um, you know, I just think until then, you know, our, our situation is going to be super messy. Yeah, I think you're right. What, what I hear you saying is uh, instead of the Michael Jordan flu game, you could have the Michael Jordan COVID game. But I don't think we're, I don't think we're, we're there quite yet. But uh, we're working that direction. No. <laughs> Talking to uh, Nikki Collin um, on the Matt Mosley Show, her weekly appearance, Okay, that game against Michigan, and I kind of gone back and, and and looked at that thing from several uh, several you know kind of thinking through it and thinking what that's going to do for you guys coming up. But um, I would say that uh, Nikki, I mean, I, I would say the positive from a game like that is you know it's back and forth. That's you guys throwing haymakers at each other. You're you know I don't think uh, y'all were shooting the ball particularly well at all, and yet at the I think it was the end of the third quarter. I mean, Jordan's having a horrific shooting night, but she's making a ton of free throws and, and kind of getting you guys back in the game. I would say the positive of this is there there was a moment that game looked like it was going to go the wrong direction. I mean, y'all were down by 10, and I'm thinking, oh, man, what, what's going to happen here? And you kind of – I thought that was a gritty way of getting back in the game. Are you able to look at it from that angle and see some of the positives that came out of it? You know, honestly, like I, I take coaches are – um, all the same and all a little different. I mean, I, I look at the game in a, in a lot of different perspectives. One, um, pure disappointment, you know, that we didn't play better, um, that we were highly prepared, that we made some mistakes that we shouldn't have made, but the amount of time that we had to prepare. And, and so that, that, you know, that's one of those things that is on me. Um, you know, I think about, you know, geez, I, I should have, and this is just how I operate. I'm always, like I should have been more aggressive um, getting the ball out of Leah Brown's hands, you know, when the game was on the line late, I think we did. I think we were trying um, to get them more an aggressive ball screen defense on her, but, you know, she single handedly kind of um, a little bit willed them to victory. I felt like, and so, you know, you, you take a lot of things away individually as a coach, like on the other hand, if you'd have told me, you know, we had a chance in regulation, um, you know, with arguably the best player in the country, the ball in her hands, um, five feet from the basket, you know, I would have told you that was pretty good. You know, if, if you'd have told me we could hold Nas Hillman to six for 19 from the field, and, and one of those was a breakdown in, in our, our 1 3 1 press where it was uncontested, nobody there. That was one of her baskets. You know, I would have told you we had it, you know, I, I was pretty proud of our, 
our effort. You know, I thought Kate especially did an amazing job of, of taking away, you know, what she's good at and making her life difficult. Um, but, you know, yeah, I mean, I think Jordan needed to shoot it better for us to win. Jordan or Jamie. Jamie, if she knocks down one of those wide-open threes, I mean, you think about the difference in the game might have been Maddie Nolan's three in the backside corner, her only basket mm-hmm. of the game, you know, yeah. and she's she's kind of that kid for them that's, that's a spot-up shooter. And I think, you know, Jamie had opportunities to knock those type of shots down. I thought we had some bad turnovers. I thought, you know, sometimes we try so hard um, to get the ball to, to Melissa um, that we don't make the easy and the right play because we want to get her the ball. And so we have to do a better job of understanding, like, yeah, we want her to take the most shots on our team, but, you know, if Sarah's open for three in the second quarter, she needs the ball, you know? Yeah. like And so, you know, proud of Sarah, especially late. Like, I don't think um, she was having her best game and then all of a sudden buries a couple shots late, hits yeah. a jump shot, hits two threes. Like, that kid's just learning to play in those moments. I mean – in an overtime game against Michigan a year ago, Sarah Andrews doesn't go in the game. And so for her to play, the number of minutes she played, to hit shots late, um, I just, you know, for me, I feel like, you know, every game's an opportunity. And if you're, if, you're willing, if you're willing to look back and say, this is what we did well, we've got to continue to do this better, um, this is what we didn't do well. Yeah. You know, we have got to be better at this or that. And, you know, I, I think that you can always push forward. You know, I think there's a there's a lot of takeaways from that game. And, it, you know, if, if if you're willing as a player to look in the mirror and say, okay, here's what I have to do. Here's what I want to get better at. You know, my challenge to them was, you know, we, we've got we've got this break now. We've got more time to get in the gym. Um, you know, there's some things that we need to shore up. There's some individual skills um, that we've got to work on and focus on and not get bored by doing the small things because – the small things add up to the big things and the big thing is, is winning when it matters, you know, in March and April. And so, you know, the worst part about the loss in all honesty is like taking it into the break, you know, as a coach, as a player, like mm-hmm. that, that's mm-hmm. the worst, like that's the worst part about that loss. Yeah. Cause you're right. You got to sit on it for a little while, but it could, you know, maybe it burns and maybe, you know, different people uh, kind of absorb these things differently. You know, the one, that one shot you're talking about with Sarah, it's 66-62, I believe, and she cuts it to one with that shot in the corner and uh, was a big shot. And the other one you were talking about for the Michigan player, you're right. I mean, you know, hadn't scored the game, gets one from that lower corner and um, and bangs it in. Uh, and so that was a yeah, and that was a big that was a big moment for them. I I don't know what it is about you encountering these big guards. It seems like every time out, maybe that's just the sign of the times in women's college basketball. But um, I think that I think she's six one or six two. Who you were just talking about, Leah Brown. And while Hillman may get most of the attention for that team in that particular game, Brown, you know, appeared to be by far the better player. So. Uh, that was really well, interesting. Well, what she is is she she's the she was the mismatch for us. I mean, yeah, she yeah. was, and you know we. T- I mean, look, look, you you can look at my recruiting class and say there's there's a reason why we as a staff went out and got signed some big guards, a six foot two guard, um, uh-huh. two six foot one slash two, you know, three four players. You know, like it's you, you gotta you gotta be able to match that at times, and if if you don't. You have to take advantage of it at the other end. And what we didn't do a good enough job of was as good as Leah Brown is offensively, um, she can and should not be able to guard our guards off the bounce, you know. And so, you know, we didn't didn't take advantage of that um, as much as I would have liked to, as much as we practiced, as you know. And so, you know, if you have a disadvantage 
at one end, you, you got to try to like offset that at the other end. And I think that's, that's going to be us all year, you know, regardless, most of the opponents we play are going to be at least bigger at one of their guard spots um, than we are. So, you know, and, and we don't have the ability um, to really do anything about that other than to potentially play our three bigs together, yeah. um, which, which we've started to practice. But, you know, when you're trying to, when you're trying to teach new stuff, I mean, it's, it's hard enough to get, you know, all these guys to really understand one or two positions. And then all of a sudden you're saying, Oh no, Kate, you got to learn three. Now, is she capable? Yes. But it's not like that kid spent a lot of time at the guard spot, you know, in her career. In fact, yeah. none. you know, so it's still, it's still a process, you know, that, that may be a part of the solution for us, you know, long-term. Yeah. Well, you're talking to Nikki Kala and her weekly appearance on the Matt Mosley show. You know, college basketball, both men's and women's, sometimes does become a little bit more positionless. So, like you say, getting Kate to a spot, I mean, she's one of your best spot-up shooters. And, and the thing is, I mean, you want to shoot the three ball. And, and, and for whatever reason, it's not – it just hasn't been falling so far like you want it to this year. Um, what's going on with uh, Queen in your mind? Uh, the minutes have been down. The I mean, you challenged her because you thought she could be one of the best defensive players in the country, yet she's just, quite honestly, not on the floor long enough to have that kind of impact, and then the points are down. Is um, is that a, a – I mean, what what are the uh, what what are the biggest factors in that right now? Because it's not the production that we've seen from her even earlier in the season. Yeah, I think it's been it's been inconsistent, which I think is you know been always the question you know with her across her career. You know, has three huge games and then disappears. Um, you know, still still believe in her. Just think that um, you know sometimes um, you know like I I pulled her aside before the start of the game and. But like Queen, you can be the X factor, you know, put my arm around her and and, you know, believe that she had a matchup that she could truly take advantage of because I knew, you know, Nas was gonna guard um Melissa. Like that's just how they'd matched up in every game so far that they played and you know, that and, and she just um, you know, fades from she was fading from the contact, um, posting up too far from the basket, like you know, wanting her to use her athleticism, wanting her to use her, her ability to face up and you know, it just, it's, it's, it's habits. It's, it's habits. You know, she's a player that, you know, her whole career has been run down in post and, and, uh, you know, just encouraging her like, Hey, like get a, get a screen and roll. Like instead of running the post, you know, run and screen, like screen, get something behind the D, um, you know, where you're not playing through or over somebody, get yourself going, get yourself to the foul line, like give yourself a chance to make an easy play. And, and quite frankly, like it sometimes comes down to, coaches playing the analytics like when I look at the analytics you know we have been a better team um you know with with her and Melissa on the floor together now I want to change that that's not a hey this is this is the way it's going to be this is the way like I just think the light switch has to go on you know and and it at times it goes on and then but it's got to stay on you know and I I firmly believe in that kid I think you know she she for us to be the best we can be we got to get the best version of her and, you know, I'm working to push those buttons, you know, like I'm um, and I'm, I'm not going to quit trying. There, there's no question that that I know how important she can be. But, you know, some of that comes down to her, you know, being productive in her touches and her, you know, going and saying, like, I'm the best athlete on the floor. Like, you know, I'm going to go get an offensive rebound. I'm going to go do something that my team needs because, you know, we're not making a shot. And, and I think she sometimes is an overthinker, you know, and. 
um, you know, needs to get out of her own head. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm just, I'm going to keep challenging her. I'm going to keep believing in her. I'm, you know, um, and, uh, you know, I still think she can be, um, you know, what, I, you know, I mean, your goal as a coach is just to get the best that you can get out of everybody. And I said from the beginning, she's a kid that I wish I'd have gotten sooner just because, you know, I would have loved to have molded her um, to really use her athleticism and understand where and how to use it. And I think, you know, at times you see it and you just see these amazing glimpses and then, um, you know, but, you know, with, with, with Melissa on the floor, like, you know, you just know she's going to finish, finish plays. And I think that that's the question with queen. Is she going to finish, you know, is she going to finish plays? And, um, she can, she's more than capable, you know, but it's, 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 it's mindset, you know, and it goes back to sometimes like, you know, your, the mind is still your most powerful tool. Yeah. And you're in an odd spot because if like you wanted to bench somebody, you know, it's kind of a tough, it's kind of a tough time to <laughs> to do it. And I'm not, but... you know, I'm not even wired that way. Like, honestly, like I'm not, I'm not wired to bench people. Like it's not. Yeah. Now, do I think that, that for some players that that works for, um, you know, yes. I mean, but I think, um, you know, in her situation, like she's, she's too important to like, try that tactic. Like I'm not, I'm not a mind games. I'm, I'm like, I'm the opposite of a mind games. Like I don't want players to be trying to figure out what mind game I'm playing with them. Mm-hmm. I want them to, you know, really understand that I'm trying to help them. I'm trying, you know, that this is, this isn't, this is never about me. You know, it's about the team. It's about helping them. And, and I'm sure, you know, she has moments where she's not happy, like, you know, with me, you know, um, but you know, I, I told her, I've, I've told her many times, like, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to keep pushing and I'm going to keep challenging. I'm going to keep coaching. And, and I think she knows that about me. Like, I think she knows, um, and, and, and still gets frustrated, I'm sure, but, but knows that, that I want things for her, um, that she wants for herself. Um, but it's still, it's still a process. And, you know, just like, I know Jamie Asbury is a good three point shooter, like a great three point shooter. And she's had huge games and then games where she can't buy one, you know, and, and I just, I'm, I'm waiting for that game because I don't think we, other than we took some early threes in the game that I thought were wide open, um, but maybe a little rushed just because it was early, but I thought we were kind of shot out of a cannon. Um, but then at the same time, after about three minutes, looked like we'd run a marathon because we hadn't played a game in almost two weeks. Oh, yeah. um, you know, but we settled in and it wasn't like we were just out there firing threes. Like we had, we had inside outside balance and and we just needed a couple of them to fall, you know? And I, and I think that both Jordan and Jamie are capable and it comes down to like, you know, wanting to see that game where everyone's clicking, everyone's clicking and, and you know, that it's not against an Alcorn state. It's in a game where, you know, that, that the the stakes are high and, you know, I don't, these are kids that have made shots when the stakes are high before. So, you know, they're capable um, you know, they just haven't necessarily shot it well. Um, you know, well, Jordan did against Maryland, but just didn't against, um, yeah. against Michigan. So, yeah, well, um, no pressure at all, by the way, but, uh, UConn is out of the top 10 for the first time in like uh, 20 years. I think it's like 16 years now. Guess who has the record for, for most consecutive yeah, know, top 10? Know, it's, 
<laughs> so yeah, anyway, I saw, that. It, I, I saw a tweet about that, and it comes you know, with a job. Obviously, the, after the, when the eight people came out, we were right on the fringe, and so yeah. you know, I think that um, you know, it's it's um, that that <laughs> that stuff matters, but in the same breath, it's like you know, I knew this was not going to be an easy situation, and. Yeah. You know, it's it's about for me. It's about just keeping them believing, keeping them believing we're headed in the right direction. Um, you know, knowing we're going to be better, you know, in January than we are in December, in February than we are in January. And and if I can keep that mindset right, we'll finish where we're supposed to finish. You know, and so, you know, I'm sure I'm sure UConn feels the same way. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and and as much as you know, you can say, well, they, you know, Paige Beckers is out and this and that, yeah, which is yeah. all true. You can also look up and down their roster and say that the seven kids that they're playing were all McDonald's All-Americans. We're uh-huh. all, you know, one kid was, you know, was the first team all Big Ten. Or, yeah. you know, it, it's not as if um, they still don't have, like, great players that they're putting in the game. You know, Avina Westbrook now is playing the point, played the point for two years at Tennessee and was a top five recruit coming out of high school. Like, it's not like they replaced her, um, you know, with a walk-on. And so... You know, I, I think that, you know, but, but they have to learn to play without her because, yeah. you know, as much as UConn moves the basketball so well and their offense can very be very poetry-like at times, you know, Paige is at the center of all of that. And so you, you eliminate someone like that and it takes time and, and you just don't know how much of the outside noise is affecting those guys, you know, like I'm sure they're trying not to let it affect them. But, you know, when, when people start counting you out, you can you can either believe them or you can, you know, just just rally from the inside, which is all that ever matters. Like yeah. if the people in the huddle believe you're good enough to win, then then yeah. you can go out and win. You know, well, the uh, the funny thing is, what have we yearned for a lot of us in, uh, in in women's college basketball, you know, for like more parity and, and for for the same people not to always be dominant. And here it is. And we're kind of like, wait, wait, we. We really need the traditional powers to stay to yeah, stay where right. they are. So it's kind of funny how these things that we want to happen when they happen, it's kind of like, ooh, this is weird. But um, but the Bears will, uh, like you say, I think uh, I think the best is yet to come, and and uh, it's only going to get better. And uh, and you know that was exciting to see the lottery and the Mystics. Now we'll see where they pick and all that. But uh, I've kept you long enough. You've had a uh, you've had a crazy journey. Uh, you had to get some recruiting in while you were out. So. Uh, glad you're uh, glad you made it back safely, and uh, look forward to uh, uh, talking to you soon. And we'll figure out whoever you're going to play on the 29th. But uh, have a merry Christmas and and, and enjoy some uh, uh, some well earned time with the family. Awesome, thanks, Matt. You too. You bet. There she goes, Nikki Collin, uh, the uh, coach of the uh, of the Baylor women, the number ten uh, Baylor women. And uh, next, we get into. A little recruiting, some interesting portal news coming through that is next.